Although there won't be a regularly scheduled share this week, I did want to record a short uh, short thought tying into what we've been learning recently in honor of the second yard site of Chesky Bergman, who this share was started as an Eloi Nishmas, um, and also who, um, who learned... Um, but before the end of his life, learned with his father, Sefer Yeshua and Sefer Shoftim, and so we are really continuing his limud of Nach. Um, Cheski was a remarkable young man. I had the privilege of getting to know um, and getting to be close with um, um, near the end of his life. And um, I had been in the hospital, in and out of the hospital that year myself with my own issues, and as a teenager, I also had been dealing with chronic illnesses that sidelined me from yeshiva and from living the normal life of a teenager for several months. And so I guess we had a mutual understanding and were able to relate to each other's situation somewhat. And I was always amazed and awestruck by his ability to maintain perspective and never give up hope. Um, uh, Speaking from experience, when you're dealing with a chronic illness, especially when you're in the uh, golden years of a of a of a child's life, right? Teenage years where you're finally, uh, you know, able to drive, able to to gain your independence, and you are at these the age where you see your friends uh, having fun and starting to move into adulthood, and you're not, and you're sidelined. It can lead you know you to have very dark thoughts. And I was always struck and amazed by his ability to not give up hope and not give in to that those thoughts, and just, just continue fighting and just continue um, doing whatever Avodah Hashem he could, um, you know, despite his limitations um, based on what he was dealing with. Um, and I mentioned this when we talked at the end of Sefer Shmuel Aleph about Shaul, who was informed of his uh, uh, upcoming death together with that of his children, and instead of running away from the battle with the Plishtim, he ran to it and fought at the front lines, knowing that he was going to his end not only of himself but of his children, and that midah, that final midah, that final act of valor that we see by Shaul was something that I saw exemplified by Chesky as well. And so we've been learning recently about Avshalim and Avshalim's Nazirus and the Psukim were telling us about how Avshalim was very invested in his, in his appearance. He was very invested in how he looked. He took care to make sure that he looked well and that his having a, uh, being a Nazir and growing his hair was added to his beauty. And so his Naziris was, was not necessarily something that was bringing him closer to Hashem. Now the Sepharnoi in Sefer Bamidbar in, in Parshas Nasai over there, when it talks about a Nazir, talks about what the idea, what the essence of being a Nazir is. And the idea of a Nazir, obviously, on a very just basic level, right, it's separating yourself from this world, from Olam Hazeh, and trying to tie yourself into and, and, and touching upon Olam Haba by re- re- refraining and abstaining from things that are mutter in this world in order, again, to uh, bring yourself closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But he says more than just the simple level. He says that physically the, you see a manifestation, you see this brought out by the hair. Why specifically letting the hair grow? Because he says, and Rav Hirsch brings this down also, that what the, what's the purpose of the hair? Hair basically is an outer layer that protects the skin from the outside world. That's what the hair does, right? It keeps a person warm, it shields a person to an extent. When a person lets his hair grow, he's essentially saying, I'm putting up a barrier between myself and the outside world. 
I don't want to have a connection with the outside world. So you take this barrier of here and you let it grow long to, to um, protect your body inside, underneath the here. And there's a barrier between you and Gashmias, you and material things in the world. And you're trying to bring yourself and devote yourself just fully to the service of HaKadosh Baruch Now, Avshalom, in a sense, perverted that essence of Naziris. Because instead of separating himself from Gashmias, he used the Naziris to tie himself even more into Gashmias. He took pains to make his hair look good. So that which the Naziris was supposed to bring him closer to Hashem, with Avshalom, it had the opposite effect. And so therefore he corrupted the essence of Naziris. And so that's potentially why the Melech did not, did not, did not want to see him, why David did not want to see him. So even though um, he made it look on the outside, right? People thought, oh, Avshalom became a Nazir. Look, he's becoming a bigger tzaddik. But inside, inside his gaiva was growing, and not only his gaiva was growing, but his lust for power was growing. Ultimately, he goes to want to take the Malchus entirely for himself. Now, there is a fascinating story brought in Masechtas Nazir. This is on Daf Dalit Amid Beis. The Gemara there brings a b'raisa that Shimon HaTzadik never, Shimon HaTzadik was a Kohen Gadol that served during the Bayashani, near the beginning of Bayashani. He never would eat from a carbon of a Nazir that became Tame. So the process is, just to remind us, is you have a Nazir who uh, made a, a vow of Nazirus. So let's say he makes a vow to be a Nazir for 30 days. So if during the 30 days he becomes Tame, he has to go through a process of purification, bring Karbanas, and then restart his Naziris from the beginning. Because he became Tame, he forfeits whatever he already did. So the uh, Gemara says that Shimon HaTzadik would not eat from that carbon that a Tame, that a tame Nazir would bring. Why? Because the Mepharshim explain that what happens is at the time that the Carbon is that the that the nazir rather is restarting his naziris. He has charata. He's upset because he expected he anticipated a thirty day term, and now he's getting a fifty day term. The twenty days that he initially did before he became tell me that he's forfeiting, and now a new period of thirty days. And obviously, the longer his period of naziris, the more the, the more this is this is brought out. So a nazir comes to regret and have charata on his naziris because it becomes more of a burden and a tsar for him and an annoyance than it, than it does something that elevates him. And so for that reason, Shimon HaTzadik was unsure if a nazir who's bringing a carbon from his tumba is sincere in that maybe he really has charata on his entire naziris. Because had he known that it wasn't just going to be the one term, but it was going to be a term and then become tame and then restart a whole other term, maybe he would never have made himself a a nazir. Okay, so that's what the Gemara says. Now, Gemara says, however, there was one time that Shimon HaTzadik ate from a nazir of a carbon, uh, a carbon of a nazir. What was it? He saw a man who uh, had beautiful locks of hair, and he came to bring his carbonus. He became Tommy, he came to bring his carbonus. So Shimon HaTzadik said to him, I don't understand. Why would you take a nether of Naziris upon yourself? You have to shave your head completely. You're going to shave off all these gorgeous locks of hair that are on you. So the man answered him that he used to, he was a shepherd for his father's sheep. One time he looks at his own reflection in a well of water that he went to draw water from. As he looked at his beautiful hair, he momentarily thought of Gaiva and how beautiful he looked and how uh, how impressive he was. And immediately he caught himself 
he pushed the thought out of his mind, and he said about himself that he is going to shave his hair off for Hashem. And he took upon himself at that point a neder of Naziris. Why? Because he said, I need to distance myself from this here that is right now giving me gaiva. It's only going to lead me to sin. Gemara says it was going to bring him closer to do averus that have to do with with taiva. And so he immediately caught himself and says, I need to go to the other extreme to remove my hair, and therefore I'm taking a nadir of Naziris in order to distance myself from the the taiva that the Yitzhara wants me to run after. Shemra Tzadik hugged and kissed the man, and he said, there should be many nadarim like yours made in Kali Yisrael, meaning that just like you clearly do not have charata on your Naziris. You did it for the right reasons, totally l'shem shemayim, and so therefore, even though right now you're bringing a carbon of toma and you're going to have to restart your Naziris, but clearly you are l'shem shemayim, everyone else who makes a neder should also make it l'shem shemayim and not come to regret it. So, tying this back together to Avshalom. Psukim told us that David did not want to see Avshalom, even when he was convinced to allow Avshalom to return to Eretz Yisrael, he refused to see Avshalom. Mm-hmm. Why? because he did not want to give importance to Avshalom's Naziris. If Avshalom accepted Naziris upon himself, like the man in the story, in order to weaken his Yetzirah and go against and reject material things, of course, David would have given uh, given um, um, attention to Avshalom and shown importance to his Naziris. But that wasn't the case. Avshalom, as we said, perverted the essence, corrupted the essence of Naziris by taking something that's supposed to bring you closer to Ruchnius, and instead he used it to bring him closer to Gashmias. So for that reason, David said, I cannot see Avshalom and I cannot show the people that I'm giving Cheshivas to his Naziris. Now that alone would be a beautiful lesson. However, the Sefer Gogoli Nishamas really ties it all together. He says, you want to know who that young man that Shimon Atzandik praised? Says the Sefer Gaguli Neshamas, that man was a Gilgal of Avshalom. He finally made a tikkun for the gaiva that he felt over his hair. When he was Avshalom, he came back and he did a tikkun by cutting off his hair and rejecting the materialism that his hair represented. And since he was misaking for that Aveira, it was a tikkun for the Neshama of Avshalom. So Shimon HaTzadik recognized that and therefore Shimon HaTzadik kissed him and praised him that he was able to finally fix the essence of the Naziris that he had corrupted in his previous life. And this idea, it's a beautiful idea, is brought in the Sefer, the Navi Journey, by Reb Ilan Ginian, um, one of the Svarim that I use for the Shiurim. And just to tie it together, again, coming back to, um, to Chesky Bergman, Chesky's ability to set aside his own personal material issues, right? The the problems, the illness that he was dealing with, things going on in his personal life, and be mice and effish to come to shul, to Davin, uh, to 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 learn to finish a Masechta and make a Siyam near the end of his life. Those things that he did was mice and nefesh for that he connected to himself was the Mida of a Nazir, was rejecting material things, rejecting uh, uh, um, Gashmias and things that are potentially holding him back and tying him to this world and saying, no, I'm going to be mice and nefesh, tie myself to Ruchnias, to higher spiritual things, and in that way um, um, be a better person for it. And hopefully we, uh, through our learning, and we learn from the lesson of Cheski, we should uh, he should be a Melitz Yaisha for us, and his Neshama should have an Aliyah and a Mirz Hashem. We should see him once again, and we should be Zaychet to Mashiach, and here of Yemenu.